You're listening to the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the St. John's Diamond Creek Podcast. It's me, Andy, back here again with Tim. Hey, everyone. Hi, Tim. Uh, It's our last episode, Tim. Mm-hmm. Of this, this series, series yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are hoping to do more of these uh, in the future, but um, yeah, of Christianity Explored, this is episode six of six. So, we've had a quite a journey over the last six weeks looking at the, the life and death of Jesus and um, yeah, so now we're just going to cap it all off nicely. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we started right up front by saying that obviously the heart of Christianity is Jesus. Uh, Jesus is the one who our faith is centered on. So over three weeks, we explored Jesus' life and his death and his resurrection. Uh, And then we focused a little bit about uh, how one might come to be a follower of Jesus, you know, that it's not about us doing good things, um, but receiving uh, the gift that is offered to us by God of um, forgiveness in Jesus Christ, coming into a relationship with God through Jesus. And that special word, grace. Grace. We talked about grace, which means it's a gift. It's not our works. It's God's grace. And then last week we got a bit practical, I guess, and said, "What if, you, if you're wanting to make a decision um, to become a Christian, how do you do that? And we talked about, again, two big words, repent, chuck a yui. Chuck a yui. And believe, which is more than just intellectually thinking these things are true, but making a decision to trust Jesus and to commit your life to making him the boss, the Lord, um, which is what repent and believe is talking about. Yeah, huge uh, decision, huge prayer that we prayed. Uh, and, yeah, if that was you last week or or more recently, you know, if you've listened to that at any stage, um, I guess congratulations. That's, yeah. that's a massive decision um, to, yeah, do a Yui in your life and, and start following Jesus. And um, we're, we're really excited that you've made that decision. And, um, yeah, we can't wait to see what God will do through you and, and how he will grow you uh, in that way. And, yeah, if, I guess if that was the first time you've made that decision, we'd love to hear from you. Mm. Um, send us a, an email, questions at stjohnsdc.org.au, and um, just let us know. Uh, that would be fantastic to be able to, to share and to celebrate that um, with you. Yeah. So today we want to uh, go on from there, Andy, and have a think about, okay, if someone did make that decision to become a follower of Jesus, what does it look like? What Because it's really the start of a journey, I guess. Absolutely. It's not, it's not right. That's done. So what do we move on to next? It's the start of a journey growing in relationship with God. Uh, what does that actually look like? We want to talk about that today. And hey, this is useful. Even if you're, you're listening and you're like, yeah, you, I'm still not convinced about this Jesus guy. Uh, hopefully this is useful to say, well, if I did make a decision to follow Jesus, what might that mean or yeah. what might that look like in my life? That's, yep. I think that's really important to weigh those things up. Yeah. So we're going to explore that a little bit. What, is it, what does it mean to be a Christian? We're not going to cover everything. It's a whole lifelong journey. Absolutely. But is. we're going to have a little bit of a look at uh, what the Bible has to say about some of the key things that are what happens next. Yeah. yeah. And it's great. The Bible... Um, obviously has uh, the biographies of Jesus in his life uh, in, in what we call the Gospels. And then after that, 
it's it's sort of the post Jesus world where Jesus has died and he's risen again, and then he sends out his followers to to go and start the church. And so we actually have quite a, a fair bit of um, correspondence and and historical accounts of the early church. And so that's where we're going to land today in our first reading. Yep. Uh, in one of the books called Acts, which um, is, is very early on after the um, the start of the church, and it's the acts of Jesus' followers. Absolutely. The things that they did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have a look at Acts chapter 2, and I'll, I'll set a bit of context. Andy's sort of started setting the context there. But just to bring you right up to speed to the verses that we're going to read. So when Jesus has risen from the dead, he is with his followers for a time and he's teaching them. But then he tells them that he is going back up to heaven and he's going to leave them. They're, they're of course, pretty devastated by that. They don't want Jesus to leave. But Jesus assures them that he's just not going to leave them to their own devices. He's actually going to send the Holy Spirit uh, to be with them, to empower them. We're going to talk a bit about the Holy Spirit, um, quite a bit about the Holy Spirit today. That's the context. He said he's going to send them uh, the Holy Spirit to live in them. And they're kind of waiting for that to happen. That does happen uh, on uh, a day where they're gathered together. Uh, the Holy Spirit comes upon them to empower them to be followers of Jesus. Uh, Christians uh, celebrate that day as the day of Pentecost. Um, fancy name. Yeah, but it bit was, of a weird word. <laughs> um, won't go into the details of all of that. No. You know, but yeah. Um, and immediately they go out and start telling other people about Jesus. Um, and basically what happens is uh, Peter, who is one of Jesus' followers that we've, we've spoken about through this series, uh, does the first century equivalent of a Christianity Explored podcast. <laughs> he gets up and he announces the good news about Jesus' life and his death and his resurrection. Uh, and we get to the point where people have heard that message and then they respond. So we're going to read Acts 2 and we're going to read verses 36 to 42. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Yeah. So that first verse that you read there, Andy, was kind of the, the conclusion of everything that uh, Peter had been saying, that uh, Jesus who was put to death on the cross, uh, is both the, the Lord and the King. He's the one who's in charge of the whole universe. Uh, and it, clearly it's a really effective sermon because they want to know, the people who hear it, uh, what they're going to do in response. Um, and Peter says, 
repent and be baptized. Now, that's slightly different from what we were saying. We said last week, repent, repent and believe. And believe. Yeah. Mm. So, what's going on there? Yeah. Um, uh, really, uh, well, repentance is the same, uh, turning around. Believing is making that decision to trust in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've emphasized the fact that that's a personal decision and you can do it by just praying a prayer because uh, God hears when we pray, when we speak to him, and he responds to that. Mm. I guess the flip side of that, baptism is like, the public declaration of that decision to yeah. believe. Um, so the two could happen at the same time. You know, you could go, right, let's go and be baptized. I'm making this decision to follow Jesus. Let's do it right now and get baptized. Mm. Uh, other times that might come later as a public decision to follow Jesus. Yeah, And it's not like Peter is adding on stuff in this passage um, to to what was said earlier. Um you know, it, it was said in that same passage that we read last week that um, it's it's about expressing your belief with your with your tongue, with your mouth, um, that Jesus is Lord, and so that is sort of the public declaration, um, and and that's that's all bapti- baptism is. Absolutely, really. yeah. Um, and in the baptism service, obviously, different churches will have slightly different ways um, uh, words that they might say in a baptism service. In in our church, we ask a series of questions. Uh, one of those questions is. Do you turn to Christ? And the person getting baptized says, yeah, I turn to Christ. Uh, Do you repent of your sins? I repent of my sins. So in those two questions with their answers, Mm. you've got repent and believe, turn away from the wrong way of living, and I'm deciding to turn to Jesus. Uh, And so really baptism expresses that um, decision Mm. of the heart uh, in a public way. Um, so I guess I'd, I'd want to say from, from what Peter says here, uh, if you're someone who maybe prayed that prayer along with us uh, in this podcast or you've made a decision to follow Jesus, it's a really good thing to do to publicly declare that through baptism. Yeah. Um, uh, Jesus encouraged people to do that, to make that public stand for him and to connect uh, with other Christians, mm. which we'll talk a little bit more about as well. Yeah. Um, so the response is repent and believe. Uh, and then Peter goes on to... Uh, sorry, repent and be baptized. And then Peter goes on to say, uh, for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So when this happens, when people make a decision to follow Jesus, their sins are forgiven. We've covered that quite a bit when we talked about Jesus' death on the cross, that he deals with the wrong things that we've done. So we receive complete forgiveness, a clean slate, a fresh start. Jesus uh, takes those things upon himself, forgiveness of sins. But he also says that you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So in the same way that Jesus poured out his Holy Spirit on these first followers, that's something that is offered to everyone who believes in Jesus, Mm. that they will receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and in a similar way to uh, the gift of grace we spoke about previously that that's that free gift that um, God just will forgive us if we acknowledge the wrong that we've done. Um, it's the same for the Holy Spirit. It's a free gift that um, we just need to ask and Jesus will send his spirit um, to come and work in our lives. Yeah. Good time for you to say something like, so what, who or what <laughs> is the Holy Spirit? I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, who or what, how, when is the Holy Spirit? <laughs> sure. 
Wow, you're not quite sure how to phrase that, are you? Um, yeah, I mean, we're getting into uh, some really good questions um, with this. As as Christian people, we um, understand that that God is not simple. No, <laughs> um, you wouldn't expect God to be simple. He's the creator of everything, and he's 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 beyond our understanding. But he, uh, it's clear as we read through the Bible that there is one God, but three God exists in three persons: the Father the Son, who is Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. It's pretty easy to identify with the first two in that in that uh, trinity, those three. You know, Jesus was a bloke. He walked around. You know, people saw him and met him and, and wrote stories about his life. Um, you know, the Father, we can conceptualize that um, as – we can conceptualize him as, you know, the, the guy upstairs, you know, sits on a big – throne pretty nice guy <laughs> but then we have this uh this third person of the of the trinity the holy spirit and that's much harder to sort of get a grasp on yeah yeah well um he is a spirit and see i'm, I'm saying he here mm. because he's personal so it's not just like a force like in star yeah. wars but he's actually personal sure um and uh it is I guess when we talk about the Holy Spirit, he is the one who uh, often does the work of God in the world. Uh, when Jesus is going back up into heaven, he says, I'm going to send you another advocate who will be with you. Um, so Jesus himself has been one who has been in the world to encourage and help his followers. But now that he's gone, he's sending someone else to do that, which is mm. the Holy Spirit, or who is the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is is personal. Um, he is God. Yep. And Jesus says, really, in sending the Holy Spirit, what he's saying is that God's very presence is going to live within people who believe mm. in him, that God himself takes up residence, if you like, within our lives to empower us to be followers of Jesus, to empower us to live radically different lives in the world. Uh, we're not just gritting our teeth and trying to do our best to be followers of Jesus, but God himself actually is present within us um, personally, relationally, uh, to empower and help us. So, yeah, that's, that's a little bit of uh, who the Holy Spirit is and starting, I guess, to touch on a little bit of the sort of work that he will do within us as we become followers of Jesus. Yeah. So I guess when you uh, invite the Holy Spirit in, when you accept Jesus, when you you might have prayed that prayer last week, I guess you could use the analogy that's a bit like you're a house that needs a bit of renovating. So uh, you have, yeah, you've made that decision, but, you know, the floorboards are creaky and the tap leaks and you, you've got all these things that are, you know, not perfect about your life. We all do. And so inviting the Holy Spirit in is uh, receiving the Holy Spirit is, yeah, is the start of the renovations. So he might gut the kitchen and he might, you know, put a new sink in the bathroom. And it's these step-by-step, step, slowly but surely, it's refining you and bringing you more in line with the way that you were designed to live. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we were saying that when you become a follower of Jesus, you don't instantly become perfect. No. Uh, 
you are completely forgiven, yep. which means uh, all of the wrong things you've done are, are dealt with and God says, you're perfect in my mm. eyes. But let's now get to work on changing your thoughts and speech and behavior. Yeah. So it's much more lined up with my loving way of being mm. in the world. Um, so, yeah, all of us are a work in progress. And, and what you often find, Andy, is uh, you think, oh, well, these are the renovations that need to be done. Uh, these are the areas that God needs to change me. And as mm. soon as you've done them, you go, oh, there's this little corner in that room that I hadn't noticed before yep. that actually needs a bit of renovating as well. Yep, so absolutely. it's an ongoing work where we, we never become perfect, but God by his spirit um, is constantly at work yep. uh, making us live more like Jesus and more in the way that God would want us to live. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, one of the ways that the Bible talks about this is talking about uh, the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Fruit is something that grows, develops, and changes. Um, and a passage, we won't read it, but uh, a passage in the Bible from the book of Galatians, which is a letter, uh, says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so the work of the Spirit is to develop these characteristics within mm. us. Um, you know, they're great things, aren't they, to be to be more loving, to be more patient. Yeah, to be kinder and, and have more self-control. Yeah. It's Yeah, they're all very positive things. And I think if if we all had more of those, the world would just be a, an all-around better place. Yep. Mm. So uh, that's, that's a key part of the work of the Holy Spirit to uh, transform our lives, to grow these sorts of characteristics which are uh, reflecting God's character mm. uh, in our own lives, which you would expect if the Holy Spirit is the very presence of God in us to make us more... God-like, yeah. in a sense, in, in our character. The other thing that the Holy Spirit uh, does in our lives is he actually equips us and gives us gifts to serve other people. Right. So as well as the fruit of the Spirit, which I guess are, are characteristics which we might have, the Bible also talks about the gifts of the Spirit, uh, which are sort of abilities, I guess, uh, lined up with our personality and uh, who we are as people, where we can use those particularly to serve other people. Um, so I guess all Christians should be more loving and more patient. Mm. But you, Andy, might have uh, a different set of gifts given by God's Spirit uh, to me. What do you reckon some of yours might be, for example? Yeah, well... Uh we we're actually going through a series in our life group at the moment. That's just a small group that meets during the week um, to yeah study the Bible and get to know Jesus uh, a bit better. And we're going through um, some work on the Holy Spirit at the moment, actually. So we just did um, a bit of a an online quiz of what's your spiritual gift, and uh, mine came out with um, wisdom. I think teaching and evangelism was the third one. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it took me through like 150 questions or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just cool. worked out what uh, what things I like doing, what things I feel like I'm good at, and, uh, yeah, spat out the results. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so the gifts of the Spirit, they're, they're different for mm. different people. And uh, uh, I guess uniquely God equips us to play a part in – his mission in the world, mm. you know, sharing this good news of Jesus with other people and helping other people to grow in relationship with Jesus. So it's a whole variety of gifts, things like generosity, yeah. um, service, teaching. Um, 
yeah, lots, lots, a whole range. We, uh, it's a whole, that's a whole other podcast, I think. Yeah, actually, absolutely. Which yep. we're going to do. Yes. <laughs> um, watch this space. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, so, when Peter says here to people, look, if you become a follower of Jesus, you will have your sins forgiven and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, this is something of what he's talking about. And notice that he says that the, the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. So if you're someone who's made a decision to follow Jesus mm. in the same way that we can assure you uh, that your sins are forgiven in Jesus, uh, also this is assuring you that God's spirit has taken up residence in you, mm. the renovation um, is underway, yeah, and it should encourage you. I hope that you know God's very presence is living within you mm. to help you to live this new life. Mm. Um, so that's that's a key part. That's why this is such a, a massive decision and change yep. uh, in your life. Yeah. Uh, the other thing about these gifts that we've just been talking about is that they are to be used alongside other people. Yeah. One of the images elsewhere that's used in the Bible is that. The followers of Jesus together are the body of Christ. That, in the same way that our, our bodies have different parts, we've got hands, we've got feet, we've got eyes, ears, noses, uh, not all the same, but they form one body. So the followers of Jesus together form his body in the world. Mm. And we've all got different roles to play and we work together um, as a unified body uh, to help each other and to make a difference in the yeah. world in which we live. Yeah, such a good uh, analogy, I think, of of the church and of, of uh, believers all over the place. That yeah, we all do have different skills and gifts and talents that that we have that we're blessed with. Um, but if we all had the same, then it would it just wouldn't work. Um, the the passage that you're referring to says, you know, if the whole body was an eye, then well, it's not really a body, is it? If but if, you know, if we're all hands, then again, that's not going to work either. So, we actually need the full breadth of all of these gifts um, that each one has been has been given to form the body, to actually be effective um, and to, to bring Jesus' love all over the place. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's that's the next thing to talk a little about. If, if uh, people listening along have made this decision to follow Jesus, mm. uh, your sins are forgiven, you've received God's Holy Spirit, and you are part of this body. You actually are connected and belong to other Christian people all around the world and yep. close by as well. Mm. And so uh, we would encourage you to put that into practice, I guess, um, where you are yeah. by meeting up with other Christians. Um, that's what we read in this passage, actually. Um, after people make a decision, Peter preaches, calls on a response, people do make a decision. It says 3,000 were added to their number that day. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's a big number. Yeah, um, that's so cool. <laughs> but the way it expresses it is not, you know, 3,000 people decided to follow Jesus and then all went their own way. It was that they were added yeah. to their number. There was a sense in which they were together. Yeah. Uh, and we'd encourage you to do the same. You might have prayed that prayer privately in your own home. Uh, we've already talked about the fact that it's good to declare it publicly through mm. baptism, but we'd also encourage you to connect up 
connect up with other Christians, other members of this body, other people with different gifts from the Spirit to you so that you can be encouraged in your faith and encourage others with the gifts that you've been given. Mm, Yeah. And so if that means, that might mean different things to different people. If you're nearby Diamond Creek, we would love to extend an invitation for you to come and, and join us here at St. John's. Um, you can send us an email before if you like, or just rock up on a Sunday. Welcome anytime. Absolutely. Got, uh, services at 9.30 and 6 p.m. Uh, every Sunday, which are great opportunities to, to join in with the body and um, and learn more about Jesus, to um, to give him worship um, through songs and, and just hear from the Bible and, and things like that as well. Um, but you might not be near Diamond Creek. This is a podcast, you know, people could be listening all over the world. Um, we'd still love to help you though. So, uh, there's a couple of things. You could send us an email, uh, give us, you know, what suburb, what town, um, what city you're living in. And we'd love to help you find a local church that, um, that would have services on just the same as St. John's, um, that yeah, can, can be a place for you to connect, uh, into the body in your local area. And look, you know, Andy, we we recognise that some people might be housebound, or there might be any manner of different circumstances, which mm. means that you just you simply can't do it. Yeah. Um, and that's um, that's that's a reality for a lot of people that we want to acknowledge. Uh, that doesn't make you any less a follower of Jesus. No. Uh, and it might be good uh, to to find some ways, maybe you know electronically to connect uh, yeah. i don't know what the options are with that you know yeah um, look send us an email um we do have a number of facebook groups that we have as part of st john's um that you'd be you'd be more than welcome to connect in with um or if there's enough people uh listening to this podcast who are who are far away from diamond creek itself we'd love to start a, a group of of podcast listeners where you can connect to each other um as, and be the body of christ online as well um there's you know technology enables us to do things like that that simply wouldn't have been possible um you know even a decade ago um but we think it's a great opportunity to to take advantage of of the gift of technology and and to be able to yeah connect as the body in that way as well yeah absolutely Uh, and if you're, I mean, if you're a new follower of Jesus, it's really important to uh, nurture mm. um, that life that you've decided to follow it and to, I guess, get some help along the way. That's yeah. that's what is spoken about in yep. that last verse here, that uh, these people who are added to the number of followers of Jesus, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, uh, breaking of bread and to prayer, so they gathered together to learn, like they were they were taught. So, um, looking at the Bible together is something that we do in church. Yeah. We we try and learn more of what it means to have our lives transformed and to to live God's way. Yeah, fellowship is really just about friendship. You know, yeah. it's um it's much easier to do things as part of a team, yep. being with other people, yeah, uh, other people to pick you up when you fall down, yeah, and to support you when. Life's tough. Um, church is really key for that. I mean, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You yeah. see, uh, every week in church, people maybe praying with each other or having a cry on someone else's yeah. shoulder or yep. having a laugh. Yeah, because life's going well. Yeah, all of that. That's really what that word fellowship's about. It's about mm. being together and the friendship yeah, and, that's and formed, doing life together through yep. the through the ups and the downs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, breaking of bread. Uh, I mean, that's in its basic sense is just hospitality, having yeah. meals together. Um, Christians also have a, a meal, which you know it's called different things in different churches. Communion, the Lord's Supper. Some churches call it Eucharist, mm-hmm. uh, where we have a simple 
meal of bread and wine as part of the church service yep. usually, and it's about remembering uh, what Jesus has done for us with his death and his resurrection. Mm. So it's like a little little remembrance meal. And then prayer, which is about talking to God. We do it together. Uh, if you're a new Christian, you might not really know how to pray. Yeah. Um, and gathering with other Christians, learning and saying, hey, how do you pray? Teach me to pray. Mm. Um, it feels a bit funny sometimes if yeah. you've never prayed before yep. talking to a God who you can't see um, and not always getting answers straight back to the prayers that you've prayed. Yep. Um, and so developing that sort of life of prayer, which is about talking to God, having a conversation with him, being mm. in that relationship where you're able to speak and share is is really vital as part of being a Christian and living out that life. Yeah. Yep. So good. Um, there's plenty of next steps for everyone this week. Um, if whether you made that decision last week to to pray that prayer and and do it, chuck a yui and start following Jesus, or whether you're still contemplating that and and sitting with it, um, we hope that today's episode in particular would have yeah helped you see what it's like on the other side of that fence um, to to make that decision and and what it actually is to be a Christian. Um, yeah, we've mentioned several t- ways that people can get involved in the local church. Um, here at St. John's, or maybe even digitally. We'd, we'd love to uh, hear your thoughts on that. Um, if you're interested, please send us an email, that email questions at stjohnsdc.org.au. We're not going to close that down anytime soon. So um, just, yeah, email in um, at any time um, your questions or your good news stories if you've um, decided to make that decision or if you do want to help, want our help to get connected to a local church. And, um, yeah, I guess the, the question of baptism as well. So, we spoke about what that is and, and why a new believer might might want to do that. Um, again, if you if that's something you want to speak more about, then just shoot us an email. We'd love to, to talk about what that is and, and how you might go about being baptized. Um, we have baptism services here at St. John's fairly regularly. We just baptized a family of four on the weekend. Um, great celebration of, of those new believers. And, um, yeah, we'd love to, to have you along to get baptized as well. So, that is it. That's the end of Christianity wow. Explored. Gone so quickly, Andy. Gone so quickly. If you've still got questions um, about Christianity, just go back and listen to this again. And uh, hopefully the second time round, you'll get them all answered. It makes sense the second time. <laughs> uh, you can always email us at questions at stjohnsdc.org.au. Uh, even if you're listening to this in the back catalogue and you've got a really burning question, hey, shoot us an email. We'll, if we're not recording podcasts still, we'll, we'll reply to that email and, and try and answer the question for you. Um, but we'd love to hear your questions regardless. Yeah, and I guess uh, just as a, as a final one, wherever you are at in that journey with Jesus... Uh, still checking him out, still trying to work him out or having made a decision to follow you, just encourage you to keep exploring. Absolutely. Don't give it up. We think Jesus is too important to just let it drop Yeah. or to miss out on the on the fullness of life that he offers. I mean, um, for us, we're doing this because we think Jesus is the best possible thing that you can have <laughs> in yeah. your life. Yeah. And so uh, we just encourage you, keep pursuing and keep learning and keep growing. Definitely. 
We'd love your feedback on this podcast series as well. Uh, this is something new we're trying. So yeah, send us your um, any feedback that you've got. Just send it through to questions at stjohnsdc.org.au. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear what you thought, what we could um, change or do better or, or whatever. And um, yeah, until next time, uh, we'll see you then. See ya. Subscribe in your favorite podcasting app on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.